Good afternoon, my friends, and welcome <clears throat> to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I'm your guide back to happiness after codependency by coming to know, love, live, and trust who you are, because that's how we heal codependency. I'm excited to have you here today for our topic. Today's episode 20 in the Blunt Cake series, which if you follow the Blunt Cake series, you're going to find that you're going to probably be asking the question episode 20, but you have to episode 21 up there already yeah i had a numbering error so i am fixing the numbering error so in today's episode we're going to discuss this impulse to try to get the right outcome in situations with people and what this is and why we do it and what to do about it because <laughs> it's it's one of these codependent fantasies that catches us now with blunt cake episodes it's always worth checking in with your capacity and ask yourself, am I open to receiving some bluntness, some something that might be confronting here? I'm I have you check in with that because sometimes bluntness can feel like it, it can feel harsh. It can feel um, a little too firm. And so checking in with your capacity allows you to make the right decision for you right now about what matters to you. I personally don't suspect this will be too blunt an episode. But it's always good to check in with your capacity to see where you're at with things. Before we get started with that, I need to get this shared out to the community real quick here. The community is your safe haven where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey back to yourself beyond codependency. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And before you apply, please check out the rules that govern the community because it creates a safe container for us. And it also determines if those rules work for you and what you need in your healing because not all communities are safe for everyone. So check those out and then apply there. <coughs> I'm going to have a cough throughout this. And welcome to, to springtime. So I'm excited to have you here. Let me know how you're doing in the comments below. I've got a couple of announcements for you. First of all, the workshop, the five-day Freedom from Codependency workshop, starts here in just three weeks, starting March 28th and running through April 1st. This is where I, you can meet with me live in a Zoom room with other students, and we can go through helping you accomplish four specific tasks, not a soothing tension and bringing calm to your body, reconnecting with self-trust and restoring it, befriending your emotions and your lived experience so you don't have to feel crazy anymore, and taking back your innate value. So come and join us with that. It's $47 if you want to attend and get the recordings. And you can attend live for free. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my front page of my website at freetheself.com. Which leads us to app announcement number two. I have a new course coming out starting April 11th called the Healing Codependency Essentials Trainings. This is a four-week course where we go in and identify your codependent impulses, map them to healthy alternatives, we identify and neutralize your codependent fantasies, and then we soothe the fawn response so you can get disengaged out of that and start getting connected back to your healthy aggression and help you occupy your power. So we'll be starting that April 11th. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube to enroll in that. So there we go. Now let's jump into today's topic is all about the uh, why we seek the right outcome. So I give this some context because <laughs> it may not make a lot, a lot of sense at first. 
I was out on a walk today, just chewing on some stuff for marketing and stuff like that. My brain's like, what do we need to do to get the right outcome? I'm like, ooh, I've heard this before. And then this little flashback from me being 14 showed up where I was trying to do things to get the right response from my stepmother. I was trying to get her to like me, to care about me, to be safe. And so I kept trying all these different things to see what would work. And this is what I'm talking about. This is where the people pleaser in us, the fawning response is really active in us because we're trying to regulate the other person by the choices and actions we take. We're trying to solve this equation by going, what creates this in a reliable way for me so I can relax around this person, a.k.a. What do I have to do to get the right outcome? This is what we do when we're stuck in relationships, family dynamics, cultures, belief systems, where we are not safe. See, if we find ourselves fawning or pleasing or attempting to find the right outcome, this is a big red flag. It's not one that we were taught, obviously, but <coughs> it's one that's communicating that we're not safe. We're not feeling safe with this person. We're not feeling safe with this environment or with this culture or with this community or whatever it might be because we're worried about the consequence that happens if we get it wrong. Uh, here's the trick. In healthy relationships, healthy communities, healthy dynamics, mistakes are not a problem. Mistakes are expected and understood to be a good thing. They're a powerful thing. They're a meaningful thing. They're a necessary thing. And so there are ways that there is a structure around how mistakes are handled, how they're cared for, how they're responded to, how they're rectified, how they're appreciated. And that's done through ownership, through kindness, and through instruction, not through condemnation, not through accusation, and not through abusive behaviors, abusive actions taken towards ourselves or anybody else. In other words, mistakes become safe. But when we're in environments, relationships, or dynamics that do not allow mistakes, then <laughs> we're trying to find the right way to do the thing so we don't upset the other person. Furthermore, if we're dealing with someone who is chaotic and unstable, they're either redefining the terms of what they want, they're moving the goalpost around, they're not reliable in their reactions to the way we behave, then we have no means of determining what is the right actions to get the right outcome. Because for us, the right outcome is safety. How can I feel safe? How can I feel connected? How can I have a sense of identity? It comes to those three necessities that we work from. And when the other person's not reliable, we live in chaos. A big question or what is the right thing? Now, <clears throat> this is the trick here. If we have to live that way, we are in a red flag relationship. We're in a place that is not safe for us to be ourselves and to grow. Instead, we are stuck in a dynamic of trying to please and appease the other so that they won't harm us further. And so we can have some semblance of safety, connection, and identity in our world. That's what that means. You find yourself doing that. You're like, ooh, I need to examine this relationship 
this this place that I'm in and start understanding what's really going on so I can have a sober connection with what is happening for me. <coughs> <coughs> this is that first what we do about it answers like, oh, I tune into that this is telling me I am unsafe. What's going on? What is making it unsafe? Is it their reactions? Is it their lack of availability? Is it that they don't respond to the actions I take towards them? Do they not reciprocate bids of connection? Do they attack me, shame me, deny it, gaslight me? Things like that. We need to assess why we're not feeling safe. Sometimes they might actually be reciprocating in a healthy way and we, our trauma is in the way and we're like, I can't see it, I can't re receive it. So now I need to address this pain in me so I can become more available to this uh, receiving what's being contributed to me. So that's that's the first how. What do we do with it? Check in with our reality, our context, and determine if we're actually safe or not. The second thing to understand is that outcomes define reality for us. So when I'm working with students and clients in the, the happiness after codependency system or in the five-day workshop or in the healing codependency essential trainings, They've heard this a million times. If you guys are watching, say hi, because you've heard this. There are three specific things that determine reality for us, and that is the pattern of behaviors, the pattern of impacts, and the pattern of results created by the way the other person behaves and the way we behave in the relationship. And if these patterns of behavior, impacts, and results do not add to our well-being and happiness, they are not healthy for us. That's what we have to be focused on. That's what outcomes mean. They tell us the truth about the relationship, about that person, about ourselves, especially the patterns of behavior, impact, and results. Tell us the truth about what's really going on in these dynamics. <clears throat> and this is why we do not need to find the right outcome. We don't need to find the way to make the right outcome happen with this person. We need to find out what happens when we approach the person or the situation from our best current ability and discover what arises. Because two things will arise typically. For dealing with a healthy person and our skill set, the way we're doing the thing doesn't really work well, they're going to communicate that to us in a very clear, kind way. We're going to have a discussion about, hey, person A, or maybe person A comes to me and says, says, Marshall, when you do this, it doesn't really work for me, but this would work better. Okay, then I can do that. I can develop that habit and that skill. Maybe it does work. Maybe my skill is effective and the person's like, like maybe I'm doing the skill in an effective way and the person's like, yeah, that really works for me. But here's the nuance. Sometimes I can still do it the right way and it doesn't get me the outcome I want. See, outcomes can be independent from the way we execute something as well. Because if I'm communicating in a really clear, direct, kind way about what I want, and the other person's like, I can't give you that. That's not something I can do. And I was hoping they could. That doesn't mean I failed. That doesn't mean they're wrong. It means we're not compatible in that space. That's what it means to understand the truth of the outcome that the outcome matters. We want an honest outcome in these interactions rather than trying to change ourselves or master a certain skill or ability to get what we want or get what we think we should get 
with that particular person. Instead, we improve our skills, we grow in it, while also detecting compatibility based on the outcomes that are created. Let me know if this is making any sense, because in my mind it's a little combobulated. So comment below, let me know if that's landing for you. So this is a critical piece in our growth into adulthood and in connecting with actual compatible relationships that work for us. Understanding and embracing the outcome of our choices and actions, their choices and actions, and the impacts those create is critical so that we know if we're happy or not. We know if this is working for us or not. Is it aligned with our values? Is, is it satisfying? Is it fulfilling? And that's what we need to be leaning into, connecting with, and understanding when we do this work. Because now we don't have to worry about getting the right outcome. We get more curious about what the outcome is, and then we can connect to it and then let it teach us. This is how we discover compatibility with other people. This is how we grow our skills. And this is how we leave codependency behind. Because now we're not trying to please someone. We're standing in our own autonomy, our own clarity, our own values, and allowing reality and the results we get to guide us and teach us um, where to go, what to grow in, and who to choose and who not to choose to be in our lives. That's today's blunt cake episode, my friends. Not very blunt. It's more like a soft cake episode, but <coughs> be be deliberate with yourself about embracing the outcomes you get rather than denying them or converting it into a fantasy or trying to change things. Let the outcome teach you about the truth of what you're experiencing. That's where your sobriety is. That's where your power is. That's where your safety and your healing is. So go there. Okay, thank you guys for showing up. <coughs> Come join us for the five-day workshop starting March 28th or and or the Healing Codependency Essential Training starting April 11th. Links above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my front page at freetheself.com. And I will see you guys in our next training. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>